Yo, you want to start your own podcast and be like Star's Atmosphere and the rest of the podcasts out here, you got something to say. I'm sure you got questions. How do I get it online? Where does it go online? Well, I got a spot for you. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors too, so you can get paid for the podcast like we get paid for the podcast at thehouseisleed.com. So, if you want to get some more information, go to anchor.fm start. Once again, anchor.fm start. Log on, get your podcast ready, put it out, can't wait to hear it. Now let's get in the Stars Atmosphere, episode 5. You could listen to anything today, Stars. But you're here with us. House Ali Production, Extra Grind. Stars Atmosphere, Trappy but still classy here. Lil Ratchet here, real no acne here, my thoughts, my opinions. Arrogant, lil nigga, but here's the best part, you don't dig it, don't listen. Once a week, we'll kick it. Many topics I'ma mention, probably killing all your mention. Who knows who pay a visit? Define laws of physics and all common sense in Carolina representing gold line for the inches. Cast on the beat, R.I.P. to his sister This time Star is focused And he shall deliver Welcome to my world I promise I want it all Star's Atmosphere Podcast at Gmail Get involved All I know is ball Lonzo, I'm so mellow Buying stolen shit Holla at your boy Jello Give me your love Cause I do this for y'all Podcast trapping And we serving them all Hey What's happening? Welcome to another week of Star's Atmosphere Sundays release on Tuesdays. I already ran my mile for the day. Got some breakfast, smoke good, and we here with y'all. So, hope everybody knew you and knew me is still in effect. <laughs> uh, anyway, man, we're gonna dive straight in, man. Last time we recorded, um, it was before the national championship game, so I want to salute them Natty Boys, aka the Clemson Tigers. For a successful campaign going undefeated in the BCS playoff, knocking off Notre Dame and then knocking off the giant they call Alabama. Let's um we're gonna start it off with a little clip from Dabo, man. You know, just right after the game, emotions was high. Let's check it out. Chris, thank you very much. Dabo, there are a few coaches in any sport who show more joy than you do. How do you describe the joy of the moment? Well, that's, that's been my word all year, and, and I, I just tried to have been, in, I've tried to be intentional with that. And uh, for me personally, joy comes from focusing on Jesus, others, and yourself. And uh, man, I mean, you know, very few people, there's so many great coaches that that are so deserving of a moment like this that never get the chance to experience it. And uh, to get to do it once and now to get to do it again, you know, I'm just, it's just a, it's a blessing. And, I, and I, it's just simply the grace of the good Lord to allow us to experience something like this. And 
I'm so happy for our team, our fans, our administration, our former players that love the ball. There ain't never been a 15-0 team, and I know we're not supposed to be here. We're just little old Clemson, and I'm not supposed to be here, but we are, and I am. And I, how about them Tigers, man? I'm so proud of our guys, these seniors. We beat Notre Dame and Alabama. We left no doubt. And we walk off this field tonight as the first 15-0 team in college football history. And uh, all the credit, all the glory goes to the good Lord, number one. And number two, to these young people. When you get a young group of people that believe, are passionate, they love each other, they sacrifice, they're committed to, to, to a singleness of purpose, you better look out. Great things can happen, and that's what you saw tonight. Salute to uh, Dabo and them Tigers, man. It was a, a hell of a game. If you missed it, I'm sure you can find it all over the place. Uh, it's an instant classic, man, because I'm going to say that first eight minutes was, like, crazy. Like, that, it was a good-ass game, man. I ain't even mad at it, especially to be uh, part four of the series. You know what I mean? 2-2. Two, two. Hell, way it's looking, it'll probably be the same two teams next year. But, um... It was just controversial, you know, being from South Carolina. I literally live like 30 minutes from Clemson. But uh, it was a controversy at the beginning of the season with uh, Kelly Bryant and whatever, you know, making that decision to go with Trevor Lawrence. Now, um, I actually know one of the assistant coaches down at uh, Cartersville. So I've been hearing about Trevor Lawrence for quite some time and um, have seen high school footage on him. So I had already kind of been hip to the game, and I knew he was, you know, real nice. And I had a feeling this was going to happen. It was the same thing with uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, Dabo usually lets both quarterbacks play for a few games, and then he makes a decision. Um, like I said, Kelly Bryant, amazing athlete from the state of South Carolina. But um, – Let's let's listen to Dabo talk about making that decision to um, switch over. After four games, you made a decision. You chose Trevor Lawrence to become your quarterback. What did you see then that came true tonight, Dabo? Well, I mean, he, he was the best player, you know, and uh, and that's not a knock against Kelly Bryant. I love Kelly Bryant, and uh, what a great player he is. But it, but my job is to is to make decisions that put the team in the best possible uh, path to win. And uh, after four games, he was the best player. And so I think you saw that. And, and in fact, I think when I got here, Holly's first question to me when I got here was, you know, hey, what are you going to do to us? Never lost a game. And I said, well, I don't think Trevor has either. So uh, I'm just going to work on my guy here and see if we can walk off this field and keep our guy undefeated. And I'm just, you know, we bent a little, but we never broke. We punched back. You know, this guy, this group had to eye the tiger tonight, man. They, and, and listen, Alabama, <laughs> this, this is the most amazing champion ever, the University of Alabama and what they've done and Coach Saban. And for our guys to come out here tonight and perform like they did, you know, it's just our staff, we had an amazing plan. We had a great week. And uh, I felt like we had the better team. Uh, and I felt like that if we could get a couple of breaks, we could we could we could pull away. Now, if you watched the game last year, Alabama Clemson, you noticed that when Clemson got behind, they really couldn't do anything because they really couldn't throw the ball. 
Kelly Bryant is an amazing athlete. You know, um, if he take off, he usually can get you, you know, 15, 20 yards, even break one. But um, when you play in a defense like Alabama, who is attacking, you know, got great discipline, you're not going to be able to play the same way. So the difference this time around is you have a quarterback who can take off. He's not fast as Kelly Bryant, but six foot six, it's hard to bring him down. Um, he's fearless in the pocket. He was just able to make those throws, man, and that was the difference between this game last year and the game this year, having a quarterback who could make the throws. If you look at the uh, Ross catch, all these balls are placed where the receiver can get them, and if the receiver don't catch them, you know what I'm saying, they're just going out of bounds. So, my opinion, uh, you know, decisions are hard to make, especially being a head coach, but I think he made the right decision, and um, it paid off for him. So, I want to salute to the uh, Natty Boys, a.k.a. the Clemson Tigers, your national champions. You know, we proud of them. They had the parade yesterday. I'm in Chicago, so I definitely was not a part of that, but I heard it was crazy. I even seen them pop up at the uh, Clemson basketball game during halftime as well. And they've been um, making their rounds with the national championship trophy. They've been putting it all over the place, Bilo's, Walmart, so we could actually go and take a picture with it. So, if some of y'all got pictures with that Natty Trophy, man, send them in. Stars Atmosphere Podcast. We'll post them up on our IG page or whatever. But uh, let's keep moving. Uh, NFL playoffs yesterday, you had uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. They uh, took out the Indianapolis Colts. Um, if you don't know, the Colts were one of the uh, hottest teams rolling into the playoffs because they started off shitty and um, they rolled off on a major win streak. But uh, Kansas City shut that shit down yesterday, cuz. All year long, they've been saying, you know, um, Kansas City ain't going to do shit, man. The defense ain't solid enough, you know, to do anything in the playoffs. But uh, yesterday, them boys stepped up. I think they only gave up 13 points. And a little scared early. I thought Mahomes might have had an injury, but he came back in and uh, guided them boys to victory. And it was definitely a – it was an action-packed game. I think – I think the Colts had a bad – it was just a bad game for them, you know what I'm saying, because they didn't look anything like they looked last week against uh, the Texans. I thought the Texans was going to knock the Colts out. So, um, salute to the Kansas City Chiefs. And in the second game, the L.A. Rams took out the Dallas Cowboys, pissed my pops off. He's a big Cowboys fan. I'm a Broncos fan, so I ain't got a fucking dog in the fight, but – Good win yesterday for the Rams. Um, everybody was wondering how Ty Gurley was going to look. Gurley looked good. He had 100-plus. C.J. Anderson, who was cut by the Panthers, wow. Um, he came through with 100-plus yards as well. And um, the Rams got the victory. I don't know, man. Depending on how these Saints look today, we might fool around and get that uh, Rams and Kansas City Super Bowl. They had a hell of a classic regular season game this year. So I'm interested to see how everything plays out this afternoon to see who gets to the AFC and NFC championship. And either way it go, I think we're going to have a solid Super Bowl this year. It was a a great Super Bowl last year, so I don't really watch too much football because, I mean, it just got all weird as fuck with all this kneeling and Kaepernick shit. So, you know, I ain't really been on it, on it like I used to be. 
But uh, I have been tuned in to the playoffs because you know you're getting the best football right now. But uh, salute to Kansas City. Salute to the Rams. And let's see what happens today, and we'll see who we get in the Super Bowl. And I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more next week. But um, let's dive in. I want to talk about this Dame Dash, Funk Flex, Nick Cannon, 50 Cent. It's just big-ass clusterfuck, in my opinion, of grown men challenging other grown men. So basically, um, Dame Dash did a sit down with Nick Cannon for, um, I guess Nick Cannon has like a podcast. Um, it's called Cannon's class. You can find uh, the episode on YouTube, but, um, he sat down and the topic switched over to Foxy Brown. Cause then they were talking about R. Kelly, you know, R. Kelly been the talk of the town here lately, but, um, I'm gonna let y'all hear Nick Cannon and Dame Dash, this little clip that got all this shit started. At what age was Foxy Brown signed? I wasn't paying attention to Foxy Brown. But that's I didn't sign Foxy Brown. I know Stop you can't. I'm me just asking the question. Me, I'm on the block. I'm responsible for everybody. <laughs> you the boss. That. Yo, be, don't beat around the bush. Say what you want. I'm to just. Say. Asking. What do you mean by that question? I was just asking. What are you insinuating? I'm not insinuating. I just asked the question. I, I, I thought Foxy was like 16. That's all I'm saying. Trust me. It sounds like all I'm saying is in this industry when we live in this glass It seems like you got a question for Jay. Ask him. Y'all keep asking me questions. Y'all want to ask him because he ain't here. Ask him. I ain't got shit to do with that. And I. I don't even know nothing about that. This way it go left. <laughs> you playing. You my man. I know not with me. <laughs> when you say that Foxy was 16 when she got signed, why did you say that just now? See, when I first was introduced to, to who Foxy was, uh -huh. I thought there was something between Foxy and Jay. Oh, you got Jay. But that's the question you're trying to ask me. But you're a funny cat. <laughs> I ain't know. I forgot you that funny. <laughs> so... Uh, 50 Cent comes in at this point. He like, you know, basically like, damn, Dame, why the fuck you dry snitching? And um, I agree. Uh, shit was kosher up until Dame went further. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, when shit come down, like you and your partners and shit, man, like I just try to stay out of grown folks' business. Like we all grown. That shit ain't got shit to do with me, fam. So I'm going to let them motherfuckers do what they do and I'm gonna stay the fuck out that shit but he shouldn't have went back into like the second part of that shit that's what made that shit really like some sucker shit so um Funk Flex and Dame Dash been beefing over uh Dame Dash calling Leo Cohen a culture vulture for those who don't know who Leo Cohen is um one of the big wigs back at Def Jam at the time when shit was popping Jay-Z, Ja Rule etc but um a lot of times, Funk Flex just be jumping in shit, man. You know what I mean? This nigga gotta be like 50 plus, and he just be jumping in a bunch of shit on some whole shit. Just loud as a motherfucker. Nobody really be giving a fuck about that shit. But um, I just thought that was some crazy shit. So 50, like I say, he chimed in and said it was dry snitching. So Dame did reply to 50, and I'm gonna let y'all check out what Dame had to say. 50 said you a sucker for... Uh, dry snitching on Jay-Z and Foxy Brown. That's what you said? Because of the question that Nick asked you about Jay-Z and Foxy Brown. But see, here's the thing about 50. His business is boss. He has some boss things. And what he said, I didn't understand because he wasn't talking in boss and he knows I'm a boss and I wouldn't understand anything but that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like I say, man, 
it's just 2019, man. Grown folks need to start the grown folks of other grown folks shit. You know what I'm talking about? So, um, my opinion, like, man, we start just talking about shit that can get motherfuckers knocked off. I mean, it, it's snitching. I don't give a fuck who it is. You snitching, you snitching. So, um, I mean, stop snitching. That shit been the phrase for what the last five years. Like, shit, stop snitching. Fuck that shit, man. You don't fuck with Jay like that no more. This, I wish people even quit asking him shit about Jay, cause I know that shit pisses him off. You know what I'm talking about. But we're gonna keep on pushing. Um, how many people seen the protesters outside of R. Kelly's studio? And the shit is crazy, cause I'm up here in Chicago right now, so I'm not too far from where that shit was popping off. So basically, they were hanging outside Kel's studio with the signs and shit, you know, protesting, coming off the Surviving R. Kelly documentary. Well, here's where shit takes a awkward twist. Uh, the R. Kelly supporters show up and basically start going at the protesters. Shit got out of hand. I seen it on the news yesterday. Um, motherfuckers pulling up in cars with bull horns and, you know, trying to rep for R. Kelly. Y'all already got my opinion on that shit, man. Dude's a sick dude, if this shit is true. I mean, I, I try to just to stay out of, like, motherfucker shit, but when you watch that documentary and just knowing what you known from back in 2000, whatever, when the, the case was going on about the video, you know, dude, dude need help. And I don't really like to kick motherfuckers when they down, but... um. R. Kelly is sick fuck, man. And until that dude gets some help, he gonna stay a sick fuck. But I don't wish violence on, on neither side, but I understand the protesters and the fact that they feel like they gotta, you know, get their shit off and, and get this motherfucker out of here, which is, you know, their prerogative. But it leads me into my next topic, which is uh, cancel culture. You know, nowadays, I mean... They dig up, like, your old tweets and shit. Because um, the lady that produced the uh, Surviving R. Kelly documentary, Dream Hampton, she did a great job. But she had said she had uh, wished she would have left Charlemagne's part out of the documentary. And if you know me, you know Charlemagne is like my brother. Um, Stupid Dope Moves is his brainchild, his label. You know, that's why I put my music out. And it was based off some old tweets, you know, shit that Charlemagne said, but everybody know like Charlemagne is like not a comedian, but a comedian. You know what I mean? So I just hate when you pull up old people tweets and shit because you ain't got no context as to what the fuck they were talking about. That might've been a talk on the timeline that day. So you can't really put factual shit together when you trying to, you know, decipher old shit. But just as a society, we just got so, into the, oh, get this motherfucker out of here shit, man. It's like, yo, shit was 2009 or whatever, man. Like, motherfuckers ain't, it's 2018. Niggas ain't feeling the same way. Motherfuckers ain't had growth and everything else. So I, I just think when you start trying to cancel people, you start fucking with um, their growth. You're not, you're not allowing them room to elevate and change who the fuck they were at that time when they was coming up with that statement. You know what I'm talking about? So... You know, I put a tweet out there just, you know, like, fuck that shit, man. Let, let's, 2019, let's do better with this cancel culture shit. Let's get some facts and 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 talk to people and put shit in context for we just want to get motherfuckers out of here because to me, man, it's, it's room for, it's room for ignorance. 
Because you need ignorance to teach the motherfuckers from that example. But there's also room for motherfuckers to grow, and we don't give motherfuckers space to grow and develop into who they're going to end up being. Because I'm pretty sure if you look at some of my 2009 tweets, them motherfuckers are fucked up. Like, my headspace was totally different. I was moving a different way. I was probably way more in the streets at that time. So I may not feel the same way I felt about shit back then. So fuck all y'all cancel culture motherfuckers, man. Chill out. Goddamn, find something else to do, man. Y'all always ready to cancel a motherfucker. But let's keep it pushing. Um, Other shit in the news. I don't know if y'all seen the GoFundMe for the wall that Trump's been trying to build. But there was a GoFundMe campaign. And it was called Fund the Wall. It had raised up to $20 million. So um, the heads of GoFundMe came out, released a statement saying they'll be refunding all $20 million of that, $20 million of that money. Um, and this wall shit done got the fuck out of hand, B. I'm just like, motherfuckers want to spend $5 billion on the wall and we got motherfuckers homeless downtown, motherfuckers hungry can't eat and we up here trying to put bricks and mortar together and it's gonna cost five billion i'm like what the fuck kind of wall is this motherfucker this shit electric or some shit you know what i mean um my old lady had pointed out a good point shit the wall work both ways they can't get in but with shit we can't get out <laughs> so it's just like yo man i just feel like we got way better ways we can be spending goddamn five billion dollars and it definitely ain't on no motherfucking wall I ain't got none but love for the Hispanic community. They do a lot of good things in America. My only gripe would be that um, it's fucked up. I got to pay taxes and they don't, especially because our dollars are a lot more valuable in their country. So outside of them not paying taxes, I have zero problem. You know, I got Hispanic friends that, you know, I fucks with. You know what I mean? They genuinely hardworking people. And, you know, they just looking for better things. And that's why they come to America, because it's supposed to be the land of the free home of the brave. But it's turned into the home of the slave, especially mentally. Everybody mentally enslaved as a motherfucker because the shit that they put on TV, just subliminal messaging and shit. When I was growing up, you didn't see all the shit you see on Empire, two motherfucking dudes kissing. And don't get me wrong, LGBT community, don't cancel me and get me the fuck out of here. I have no problem with it. But the problem I do have is when you put that shit in the eyes where children can see it. It's not fair because the children ain't getting no chance to make a decision on their own. They thinking this shit is normal. We came up on the Cosby Show, Family Matters, Fresh Prince, A Different World. You know what I mean? Shit that just had like social commentary inside of the actual show. And then when you cut on the TV today, that shit is like all reality TV that ain't reality. This shit is scripted. These motherfuckers sit down at the table and decide who gonna fight, who gonna do this and that, and y'all motherfuckers eat this shit up every week, and it's just untook the value of television programming all the way down here. You know what I'm saying? So, in my opinion, man, we just need to be, for 2019, we need to be striving towards some different shit, man, because it's been the same old shit for the last... Probably about the last three to five years, it's just like the music done got watered down. The TV programming done got watered down. Everybody going to jail. Everybody doing dumb shit. And speaking of dumb shit, have y'all seen the two teen sisters? Well, one was a teenager, one was 12. That um, murdered their mama, you know what I mean? This shit was crazy. You got a 14 and a 12-year-old killing their mama. 
because she done took y'all phones and put y'all on punishment because y'all tried to run her over. What the fuck? Let me let the news tell y'all a little bit about this if you have not been informed. We're following a story out of Pike County still. Two girls under the age of 15 now being accused of killing their own mother. Right now, police don't have a motive to explain how this heinous crime started. But WJTV12's Katie Rose spoke with a professional to find out what could trigger behavior like this. She joins us now live in the studio. Katie? Yeah, Margaret and Terrence, there are more questions than answers when it comes to the brutal murder of Erica Hall. Now, she was found murdered in her front yard Friday just before midnight. Her own 14-year-old daughter, Mariana Hall, is now charged with stabbing and shooting her to death. Her 12-year-old daughter is now in a detention center, and her name has not yet been released. Now, I spoke with, uh, excuse me, but maybe... The biggest question of all is why, and I spoke with a professional to find out. You know, we are emotional people. We're emotional beings. And so anytime an emotion is heightened, uh, whether it's sadness, um, whether it's just a great sense of hurt or pain, um, anger, um, loss, any of those things that are, that are triggered can create such a strong motive now, according to Pike County Sheriff Kenneth Cotton, his deputies are familiar with the Hall family. Now, just days before Erica's murder, her daughters tried to run over her with a car. Now, Ryan Dunlap, who you just heard from, is a counselor at Crossroads Counseling Center. He says many times warning signs go ignored, which allows the problem to fester. You'll hear more from him coming up at 5. Margaret Ann, back to you. Shit. Nigga, I don't know about y'all, man, but 80s babies? Oh, we wasn't trying no shit like that, man. Shit, man, our moms will fuck us up. Nigga, I'm still scared of my motherfucking mama. Why you bullshitting? You know what I mean? Because they were really about that life. You know what I'm saying? These kids, like, man, I'm telling y'all, man, I've been saying this for years, man. Technology ruined everything. You know what I'm saying? When we were coming up, we were riding bikes, throwing footballs, playing basketball at somebody y'all who had a court. And if they didn't have a court, we putting something up on a motherfucking tree where we can hoop. But um, this generation here, man, y'all don't got disrespectful as fuck. You know what I mean? The fact that you would try and run your mama over with a car, shit. Nigga, it wouldn't have been no opportunity to kill her because, shit, my, my mama would have killed my ass when I got out the car from trying to run her over. So, man, that shit right there really got me fucked up because, man, you don't get but one mama, man. I got a lot of good friends who no longer have a mama. Uh, my homie uh, Chris and Dre Sherman and um, all they siblings, uh, James Hellstock. You know what I mean? I know a lot of good brothers who don't have their mother here to be able to hug and, you know, kiss and, and just love on, man. And for these young girls to just take their mama out like that for something so motherfucking simple and petty as not having a cell phone. Man, they just show you how lost these kids is in today's generation, man. That's why I tell all y'all who got kids, if you ain't in their life right now, man, find a way to get in your kid's life. If you a dad and the baby mama ain't fucking with you, ain't letting you see your kids, you do have rights. The same way if you catch a drug charge, you get a lawyer, get a motherfucking lawyer, man. Fight for your kids because... The kids is supposed to be the future, man, and shit. These motherfuckers on lean pills and everything else, you know what I mean? Back in our days, you know, it, it wasn't nothing to do but get drunk and smoke good. But these kids is, is taking all kind of medications that don't mix. They ain't doing the research. They doing uppers, downers, all over the place. 
Zans, you know what I mean? All this shit. Don't get me wrong, man. I took some Zans in my day. Shit, I used to take them essences and shit, but, you know, I'm just glad God delivered me and put me in a better place because all, all that shit right there really be is just shit to turn you into a follower, man. And if you're a leader, you'll never be a leader on that type of shit right there. But um, I just want to pray for that family. I just feel like... um. Ain't no way in hell you supposed to be trying to take out your mama. So um, her name was Erica Hall. She was 32 years old. I mean, she had four kids total. So it's two kids now that didn't have no say-so in this shit that no longer had a they mother. And we just got to quit killing ourselves, man. Like, we really slacking. Like, it seemed like as each year passed, shit just get worse and worse. So cherish your parents, man, if you still got them, because there's a lot of people who would love to have their parents right now. So, man, that shit really put the, put the pod on the downer, man, because, I mean, they stabbed her, shot her in the chest, and, I mean, she was found in the front yard of the crib. You know what I mean? Your home is supposed to be your safe haven, somewhere you can feel safe and ain't shit going to happen to you, but... She didn't even see it coming, man, and and I know it hurt her heart because let's say, for instance, she survived. I don't even think she would have pressed charges, you know what I mean? Like, she would have tried to keep that shit in the family or, or, or make up some type of story for the police to keep her children from going to jail. Now, you got a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old. I know the 14-year-old life over because they already said, you know, she was the one, the, the ringleader. They finna throw her under the jail. Now, you got a 12-year-old. You ain't did shit at 12, man. You ain't even lived yet. Ain't even went out here and done nothing. Ain't even been away from home probably more than a week. So just to throw your life away over a cell phone, man, that shit is like super duper petty, man. But like I said, man, just prayers up for that family. I hate that happened. Man, love on your kids, man. Let them know you you love them and and teach them something, man, because, I mean... I just can't see it, man. But we're going to move on. Champagne Poppy, a.k.a. Drake, is making another splash in the um, adult beverage industry. If you weren't aware, he has the Virginia Black Whiskey, which he ran a good campaign with his father a couple years ago. But uh, now he actually has a champagne coming. And it's um, with the same people he made the whiskey with. But uh, it's going to be... Two different kinds. It's called Mod Selection. You got the Mod Reserve, which is going for like $300 a bottle. And then they're going to have the Mod Rosé, which is $400 a bottle. Boy, them some expensive bottle prices. But um, Drake released a little statement about it. I'm going to play that for you. The product is great. The presentation is great. And uh, hopefully the representation is great as well. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think uh, I think the full package is there. And I think when you have a full package... Uh, it's it's it should be a widespread easy sell. So I encourage everyone to go out there and do their best, like we are. I look forward to meeting you guys. Hopefully one day, drinking a lot of champagne together, and uh, we'll uh, we'll enjoy this run. It should be a long one and a strong one. So. Shout out to Drake, man. That boy stay goddamn getting to that bag, man. I ain't really a big champagne drinker. I think the last time I drunk champagne, I was uh. Down in Miami at the um shit, it was back when the Sauce Wars was popping. We was uh cooling with BMF. BMF was passing out them rosés like they wasn't passing no glasses around. They got a full bottle of champagne. I had four other people with me. They had a full bottle of champagne. Shout out to them BMF boys, Meech, and the crew, Southwest T. 
Yeah, you know I mean, Blue Da Vinci, he home. But uh, we had good times, man. Free uh, QC DJ brother, my homeboy. He was down there with me. My nigga Slim Major, Superstar Tay. We had a good time. But um, I don't really drink champagne, man. That shit give me a headache. And I woke up in the elevator to, um, after falling asleep in the elevator, coming back from the party. So, yeah, I don't do too much champagne. But keep your eyes out for uh, Drake and that mod selection. It's uh, big because before it was not... That company didn't sell champagne to, like, regular people. Like, you had to be have some stature to even get some of the champagne. So uh, they doing the collab with Drake, and they're going to put it out on retail for everybody to be able to sip champagne. But we're going to keep it pushing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get all the fucked up news out the way, man. Um, there's a story. It was a Florida man. He killed his wife. It then ends up killing her parents and her brother. But the crazy part is he killed the wife a year ago and buried her in the backyard of that old house. So the family has been talking to the daughter thinking she's alive, but it's been the husband the whole time on the cell phone. He's been texting. And, you know, every time they try and call, you know, he'll hit the decline and send a little text message. Hey, he can't talk right now. So um, he went a whole year. Tricking them, thinking they talking to their daughter, sending pictures of the kids. They had two kids. I think they were like um, two and three years old. And he's sending pictures of the kids, you know, making the parents feel like, okay, our daughter's straight. I guess, you know, this crazy motherfucker won't let her talk on the phone or whatever because they've, you know, got a history of um, abuse that's been documented with the police. So anyway, um, the day after New Year's, the family was found, the mother, the father, and the brother, they were found decomposing in the house, so that means he had to kill them sometime, probably in December, but this dude is sick, you know what I mean, but he got caught up in Ohio, this took place in Florida, but he got caught in Ohio in the parents' SUV, so I guess he killed them, and he killed the three dogs, took the SUV, drove back up to fucking Ohio and once he got caught he just went ahead and admitted to everything cause um of course they ran a registration and probably went to the house got in the house found everybody dead and you know shit you caught now so I guess you go ahead and tell the story but that's crazy motherfucker basically damn near took out the the family tree you killed the daughter and then you go kill the parents and the brother. Um, the sister was giving interviews basically saying that the police think she was the last one to actually talk to her sister alive. She FaceTimed to this same time. Well, it was January 25th of last year, 2018. And that was the last time anybody had physically seen her alive. So for a whole year, this motherfucker had the family thinking... The daughter was alive, safe, trying to raise them kids when in reality she was buried in the backyard of the old house. Ladies, y'all better take some time getting to know these niggas. Y'all so quick to jump in these cars and shit and, and want to get booed up like LMA. You better goddamn take some time to recognize whether or not you're dealing with a crazy motherfucker because these motherfuckers ain't playing, man. These motherfuckers killing like that shit in style, cuz. For, you, for a motherfucker to do that and not have no remorse and you got your two kids with you, like, bro, you heartless. Like, that is the true definition of heartless. So, 
that's a fucked up story. And another one, there was a um y'all probably heard about this a while back. It was a Texas couple that was um charged with enslaving a Guyanese girl. They um basically had her in America since she was five years old. You know, countries a poor country, they probably paid the family and they brought her over here. So as she grew up, basically they enslaved her. Um they had her cooking, cleaning, doing laundry, yard work, painting, and she had to watch the kids. Now, what got them knocked off is they didn't allow that girl to attend school. And, you know, neighbors eventually helped her get out of that basement that they kept her chained in. But it's just like, man, it's a lot of sick shit going on out here, man. For them to have a little girl basically as an indentured servant, you know, just doing shit around the house, man, that shit is fucked up. What the fuck, man? So basically, she was here on the visa. The visa expired. They hid the documents and just kept her working. But anyway, they getting ready to get sentenced this week. Um, they both facing decades in prison. Husband and a wife. I would have figured at least the, the wife would have, you know, wouldn't have been with that shit. Been trying to talk her husband out of it. But it seems like she was cool with it. She ain't got to cook or clean. She's just sitting around that motherfucker chilling. But um, yeah, that that was fucked up, man. And just. Listening to the last two stories, like I said, man, you got to deal with people with an open mind and an open eye. Because when you start underestimating what motherfuckers is capable of, that's when they get the drop on you. So, like I said, Google some of them stories if you want to get a little bit more background in them. If you want to chime in, anything of that nature, you can um, email us at starsatmospherepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on IG at starsatmosphere. And we're going to keep it pushing. Um, Lil Uzi Vert say he is done with music, man. Lil Uzi say he is out of the game. He put up an uh, Instagram story saying he had deleted all the music. He just want to go back to 2013 before he got signed. He want to be normal again. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he was signed to DJ Drama, Don Cannon, pretty much the affiliate crew. But I think they go uh, operate under Generation Now. So he was signed to them, and, and they really been beefing damn near the whole time he's been over there about what songs to put out, this, that, and the third. So it seems like he's uh, had his fair share of enough, and he just wants to be a regular person again. Now, I'm not a big Lil Uzi Vert fan. To be totally honest with you, the only song that I do know is the, that uh whatever that shit is, the EXO Tour Life shit that was out all over the radio. That's the only little Uzi Vert song I know. I know um some different features he done done being on albums that I listen to, like Meat Mill and shit like that. But I'm not a uh, big Uzi Vert fan. He says signing a record deal is basically like snitching. Um, not really getting the correlation between the two. Now, I will say signing a record deal is making you a fucking slave because they going to take – a lion's share of the motherfucking money and give you peanuts and you doing all the work. So like I say, I always tell my artists stay independent as long as you can until you actually need a label because most motherfuckers go searching for the label off, off gate and you ain't going to get to maximize your potential and your profit if you ain't got something popping already and somebody came to you. And that's just anything in life. You never go searching. 
You know what I mean? When, when shit come to you, shit is always lovely. But when you go searching for something, boy, you're going to always get fucked. You know what I'm talking about? So, you know, I hate that little Uzi Vert going through this shit. Just being an artist myself, I know how frustrating it can be when you want to get your art out and motherfuckers telling you you can't or how to do your art or how to do you, period. You know what I'm saying? So, hopefully, you know, he'll catch it because it is a lot of motherfuckers who still, still like Lil Uzi Vert So hopefully you know He can catch inspiration again And you know Decide to Put out whatever project Cause I think he was working On the album From what um, I'm reading here in the, in the article He was already working On the album And he just like Wants to He got rid of it Basically is what he's saying I don't believe that shit Cause I don't think The motherfucker Gonna let that motherfucker Delete all them files Studios expensive Especially being in Atlanta Down there where that hub is That he record for It's based out of So I don't buy that but um, we're going to go ahead and spruce, the, spruce it up a little bit more. Um, let's talk about Joel Santana and Kim Bella. We want to salute them. Round of applause. Santana finna go do that bid, so um, he definitely wanted some conjugal visits. I ain't saying that's why he married her. She's been down for probably like 10 plus years. And, you know, it's always... Good times when, you know, people can come together and share their love with their loved ones. Now, I see the internet is like having a field day with this shit. <laughs> yeah, because it looked like a cheap wedding. I mean, I ain't counting nobody pockets, but it's been a while since Joel Santana had a hit. But uh, just reading the comments here, they say it looked like they had a uh, wedding reception at the uh, family room in the Rhines. <laughs> Uh, some more comments say it looked like they got married. Um, like they got married in a ballroom. Excuse me, not a ballroom. They got married in a um conference room at a hotel. Just a lot of motherfucking shit going around. A lot of pictures. You know what I mean? Now I don't think it was a wedding wedding because uh when you see the picture with like Cameron and Jim Jones, like they're not dressed alike, so I don't think it was like a wedding party. I think they just got married, did their nuptials, and, you know, some folks came out to show support. So I do want to say salute to them. It's always good when folks get married and show love for each other. Now, I know a lot of y'all are uh, love and hip-hop fans, so I'm pretty sure y'all remember the Tierra Marie sex tape drama, so-called drama. Well, she sued 50 Cent, and um, basically she lost. So 50 kind of sued, you know, to get his lawyer fees and things paid. Uh, he won, but he did not get a hundred percent. I think he paid maybe like a hundred hundred k or so for his lawyers. So the judge did grant him a judgment for thirty thousand, and that motherfucker won it. <laughs> um, he put up a post. He told Terry to uh, come up with the money, either go piss and shit in the bucket with R. Kelly. I thought that shit was hilarious. But um, man, y'all better quit accusing people of shit, man. Y'all know y'all can't win, man. She got lucky because the judge really could have made her pay that whole hundred racks. And I don't think she got that kind of money. You know what I mean? Because she, she, her role has been dwindling season by season on love and hip hop. So um, y'all be careful of that shit y'all accuse the motherfuckers out here who got some paper. Who gonna goddamn fight that shit and take y'all ass to court. You gonna end up having to pay some court costs that you can't afford. Ay. But it looks like that's pretty much everything we got in the news cycle for this week. Wait. R. Kelly's daughter spoke out. She ain't fucking with pops. You know what I mean? She is not the daddy's little girl. 
And if I was her mama, she wouldn't have been a daddy's little girl because the, the wife knew that motherfucker was sick. If he fucking hoes downstairs and you upstairs, he fucking little girls. Oh, they making some noise when they getting that D. So you knew what time it was, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, she basically came out and just said, you know, she is not supporting her father in this in this shit. She ain't, she ain't fucking with him. Uh, R. Kelly turned around, released a statement, said he think that his ex-wife is brainwashing. And I'm like, fam, if she got Google, she don't really need brainwashing. And she seen this damn documentary. I mean, some of these girls, I mean, she done been that age. And she might, you might have done, done some fucked up shit to her or you never know. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker sick, motherfucker sick. But you just never know what the daughter done seen and witnessed. But. She just wanted everybody to know that, you know, she ain't supporting her father right now. She ain't really got that type of relationship with her father. So, R. Kelly having a rough time, man. Like I said, you can do a lot of shit in the dark. When that shit come to light, boy, it's going to hurt you. And, boy, it seemed to look like what he going through right now. But um, that looks like it's the news cycle for the week. I'm getting ready to uh, reach out to a guest for this week's show. Hey, nigga, I want to know if you ready to do this shit. Is you ready to do this shit or what, motherfucker? And don't be acting like no pussy when we get the fuck out there. Yo. Carter, what's good? What's good, fam? Same old, same old, man. Welcome to Star's Atmosphere. Appreciate it. Appreciate the invite. Hey, man. It's been a rough weekend for you, man. I seen your coats went down. Hey, man, everybody been calling me, everybody been texting me, everybody been tweeting me, giving me hell, man. But, you know, the way I look at it, we weren't even supposed to be in that position. We started out 1-5. and five. My quarterback ain't played in a year and a half. So two two shoulder, shoulder surgeries, new head coach, a bunch of rookies, and we still made it to the second round of playoffs. Man, it was a good season. Yeah, man, y'all was real hot, for the, especially for the second half, man. And y'all knocked off the Texans, who similar to y'all had – um. They had a little run as well, but y'all went ahead and got them to the fuck up out of here. So y'all, it's yeah, looking bright yeah. on y'all in side. Texas. Yeah, you know what I mean, in yeah. Texas. Hell yeah! But. For y'all, for those who don't know, Carter is my um, host on the No Timeouts podcast, another House of Ali yes, production. Why don't you yes, go sir. ahead and tell the folks a little bit about the show? Man, you can listen to the No Timeout podcast. We cover round range sports from NFL to college basketball to NBA, hockey. My other guest host, Duck, he's a uh, he's an advocate, um, major league soccer fan. We got soccer, golf, anything sports related. We touch on it, man. Uh, we on season two right now. We just released uh, episode one of season two this past week. We release every other Thursday. We record every other Tuesday. Release every other Thursday. And uh, like I said, man, we coming, man. All anything sports related, we got it for you. Hell yeah, hell yeah! I actually checked that episode when I was in the gym the other day. Y'all boys okay, are tripping, okay. man. Good episode, man. Another Nolan boy. Well, you gonna come on and join us, man? Um, I'll be back in February. I'm up here in cold ass Chicago right now with the snow, but okay, um, okay. I'm, I'm definitely gonna get on uh episode here coming real soon. Now, have you um seen any football today? I'm currently doing laundry right now, and I got and I'm watching the uh the Saints and the Eagles game. Look like the uh, the Saints are up, I believe. 14 to 21, 14 to 20, something like that. And I caught uh, the first half of that uh, ass whooping that the Patriots put on the Chargers. So, yeah. Yeah, man. The Patriots beat the fuck out them niggas. I expected that to be a lot closer of a game, especially being a playoff game. But uh, Brady comes through again. 
I didn't lost so much money over the years. Tom Brady, man, betting against him, man. I don't even look that nigga right no more, bro. He going to do what he going to do, bro. Yeah, yeah. Somebody asked me to bet. I was like, nah, I'm going to goddamn fall yeah. back, man, because I already know it what It happened every is. year with the Patriots, man. Everybody doubt on, you know, Tom Brady, he's 40, he's getting old in the Belichick, the controversy, blah, blah, blah. Come play your time, nigga, rolling, man. Yeah, yeah. Now, next week, we got New England, Kansas City. Who you got? Man, like I just said, I hate betting against Brady, man. But, man, Kansas City offense so high-powered, man. It's just hard to stop. And the defense showed up every this week. Way. And, like, I told my man that they that Kansas City never played defense. They ain't played defense all year. But then they play up, they want to play defense. Exactly. So, but um, I, th- I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I'd like to see Kansas City get there. I just hate seeing the same teams go every fucking year. Yeah. So that's why I said too. Part of that, and, I, and it'd be good to see a black quarterback in the Super Bowl. So I'm gonna go with uh, you know Patrick Mahomes. So I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Hell yeah, man. Well, shit, man. I just wanted you to come on, plug your podcast. Like I tell folks all the time, visit thehouseofali.com. You can catch up on the No Timeouts podcast currently in season two. Uh, let these yes, folks sir. know where they can follow you, Carter. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. The same, you know, the same handle. Only the number one underscore Carter. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. All right, man. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate you stopping by the yes, atmosphere, man. You, we'll get with you when Thank I'm you, back man. in SC, bro. Here for Later. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Yes, sir. That's my boy Carter from the No Time House Podcast. <laughs> like I said, man, check that podcast out, especially if you're a sports fan. You know, they go back and forth, you know, talking about the sports things that happen from the week. But uh, let's get into the indie segment for the week, man. Let's talk about marketing and promotion. Uh, A lot of artists put out a lot of tapes last year. Uh, A lot of good music. But um, a lot of times without proper marketing, shit goes unnoticed in the marketplace. So... As artists, it's definitely, you know, our job to create great content, you know, for the fans and listeners out there. But we also have to look into our marketing. Marketing is so important. You got plenty of outlets that you can use to market, and a lot of independent artists aren't familiar with them. Um, Some of the heavy hitter DJs, you got DJ Chuck T. You can reach out to him for promotion. Uh, He has a promotion company. And there's a lot of them floating around on social media. Now, you do have to do your due diligence to see who's legit and who can actually help you. Because with the marketing, what you want to do is reach past people that you can already reach. Like, you know, your regular fans, you're going to be able to get at them because they've been rocking with you from day one. But to expand and become a better artist and a larger artist, you have to reach out to a market that's not really comfortable for you. So I send folks all the time. I say... Hey, man, do your research, go to Google. I mean, you could even tag in like social media marketing and you'll get a lot of companies that come up or you can reach out to some other established artists who are already look like they're on their campaign. And I mean, even do it the, the smart way. You can just kind of look and see, like especially on IG and Twitter, if you see another artist being promoted by someone else, you know, shoot them a DM, reach out to them and say, hey, you know, um, I see it. I like and see what you're doing with on the promotion side. Uh, how much are you charging, you know, for a campaign? And if 
they reply to you and they don't have, you know, numbers or anything for you, then you probably don't want to fuck with them. But um, if they shit together, they got nice packages and um, you see the legwork, it's definitely something you want to invest in because I just feel like so many good songs come and go just because there's no proper marketing behind them. And as artists, we so intent on getting back in the studio, we don't even really let shit breathe. And I mean, hell, I've even been guilty of that at times where, you know, I drop something and then you keep recording and you got more fire and you go away from the fire you just put out. So um, this week, I just want to reach out to artists and say, uh, 2019, let's step up our marketing and promotion. Let's be seen a little bit more. Let's be visible. Let's get this music and put Carolina on the top for 2019. I feel like we at the tipping point. We at the top of the mountain. We just need to snowball and avalanche down and, and let these fans know we here. So independent artists unite. You want to come on the show, reach out, Stars Atmosphere Podcast at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on at Stars Atmosphere on IG or Twitter, same handle. And y'all keep grinding. Now, uh, let's get into our second guest. Let me go ahead and give him a call. For my sneaker heads out here. What's going on, bro? What's happening, man? Welcome to Stars Atmosphere. What's going on? How you doing, bro? Oh, all good, baby. Um, for y'all who ain't who are unfamiliar, this is my man Bertavelli Kicks. Every time y'all see me, I got some fresh J's on. This is my go-to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sir. How's gotta holler at me? Get them shoes. Yes, sir, man. What uh got you into the sneaker culture, bro? Man, growing up, man, I always wanted to be a little sneakerhead, you know. Money wasn't good growing up, but you seen it, you know, the dope boys and the, and the rappers and everything with the shoes on. I always told myself, man, hey, I wanted them, so I just turned to the culture, being a sneakerhead. Most definitely. Um, The thing is, it's like in today's time, like the sneakers was like dope when we was coming up, but like now that shit like on a trillion. Man, really, really. It is on a trillion, man, but it's a lot of overhyped shoes out there, too, man, that everybody be wanting just because they see the rappers wear them, like, fancy the designer shoes. They ain't all that. You know, I like, like, OG shoes. Give me the retro Jordans, the original ones. Give me the original Air Max. I like the original, the kind that we grew up on. You know, some of the new stuff, all right, like the Yeezys, the, um... You know, the off-white, them hot. I like them, you know, creative designs. You know, I like that, though. But it, it's going in the nice direction, I can see. Hell yeah, man. But, um, like, explain to the folks, like, how difficult it is, like, with certain, like, hype, hype releases. How hard is it and how hard do you have to work just to be able to get these kicks? Man, you basically, man, to get some of these shoes, you got to. You gotta have the gift for gab, man. You gotta, you gotta have the ethic. You know, the work ethic. You gotta get up early, go get the shoes in stores. You gotta network. You gotta know people to know people. It's all about really. It's a, it's a who you know. It ain't about what you got, cause you can, you can be a man and you still gotta call somebody to get them shoes. So, it's all about who you know. I try to network, find out who got the shoes, who can get them. Try and network with them, favor for a favor. That's what it's about. Yeah, yeah, man. But like I say, you've been coming through strong for me every time. Cause I love them Jordan 11s, man. It's just something about that patent leather. It do something for me. Man, them Concord with a shorty, yeah. And 
a lot of people had them, man. But my my thing is, a lot of people had them. But when I sell a shoe, I like to have the proof of purchase, whether the receipt, email, with it or something. But you gotta be careful too. A lot of people out here walking around with them bootleg Jordan Levens on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. That's something that I noticed. I never even said to you that all my shoes had a receipt in the box. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's gonna have a receipt in them, man, and let you know I'm one. I'm one hundred. I'm a thin, especially if you pre-ordering with me. You gotta know you're gonna have your receipt because you can pre-order with somebody, and you know they might say, "Hey, yeah, I got them for you." You know they look just exactly like how they' supposed to be, but it's a lot of B grades going around, man. For people who know what B grades is, that's like if you go into the to the um outlets. Outlets sell a lot of B grades. You know most shoes they consider bootleg is B grades. You know they real shoes, but Nike or Adidas, whoever it is, they won't let allow stores to sell them, so they ship them off. And you know they, so I don't consider them real. So is it like it's like a mistake or something with the shoe, and then they'll just send the overrun like to their outlet stores to get rid of them? Yeah, like for instance, you know them um Mellow Thirteens was supposed to come out the black and yellow ones. Yeah, you know they went to the outlet stores. You know it was an issue with them. You know ink, ink was um they say ink was going through red ink or whatever. If you wear them for a certain time, like Nike ain't finna have their name messed like that. So what they'll do is they'll ship them. To the outlets and let the outlets sell them. I mean, they still consider real shoes, but you know, because the outlet can't sell no fake shoes like that. But they B grades, they are downgrade. It could just be something small from stitching. Nike won't, Adidas, they want their shoes to be perfect for the customer. Now, talk about like the future for you, you know what I mean, as far as selling kicks. Do you think you're going to always just kind of stay like the mover and shaker or do you think you're going to try and attempt the storefront later on or you know just explain like you know how you do it how i do it really i do it just off, off for the love of it you know i like my page i post up upcoming shoes coming i post you know my page what i want to do the brother better kids is the network if you if you sell shoes holly i'll put your shoes up on my page to help you sell them it ain't about just me it's about expanding everybody helping out my whole community helping out anybody i got people from up north in california that hit me up hey steve hey brother Bella, put these shoes in your place let me sell them it's all about me if the shoe thing come it come because i have other ventures too i have a business partner leroy bennett we got a thing called tasty tools reviews we review liquor and wine and beer i mean I, i'm just all, all around trying to be a businessman so the storefront come it come but i'm gonna always make that money Hell yeah, man. Like I say, I always appreciate you coming through in the clutch for me, man. When I see something I want, I, I reach out immediately. But uh, oh, before yeah. you get out of here, let folks know where they can follow you and see the shoes and uh, reach out to you. And also tell them a little bit about the uh, Tasty Twos reviews, where to find that also. Okay, well, you can reach me at, is on the Instagram. I don't have a Facebook right now. Everybody been telling me to get a Facebook, but I'm going to end up getting a Facebook. I just have an Instagram page. It's Birdie Belly Kick. You know, um, if you want it, this is how I spell it. I spell it B-I-R-D-A-V-L-I-K-I-C-K-Z, Vertigelli Kicks. And um, my Tasty Tools Review Show, we have an uh, Instagram and a Facebook of that. On Facebook, it's Leroy and Steven. You follow us on that. And then on Instagram, it's Tasty Tools Reviews. We also have a YouTube. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Case to the reviews, it's just all around, and we gotta get you on the show ASAP on it. 
Yeah, I'm in Chicago. I'll be back uh, next month, man. I definitely want to come by because, you know, I love to goddamn get me a little drink on. And y'all be goddamn going in on the show. But I'm going to put all the info in the description where folks can follow you, man. I know you're busy because these shoes keep you moving 100 miles an hour. I appreciate you coming by the show, man. You have a good one. I appreciate it, fam. And, hey, you already know y'all make sure y'all trap out, y'all catch. Trap Star Music on Apple, all tunes, you know. Hey, we always support each other. As soon as he let me know someone come out, I got to get it on the Apple Music. That's who I fool with, you know what I'm saying? So, But everybody else, y'all make sure y'all check out my man Trap Star, man, ASAP. Appreciate you, Bird. Be easy, my brother. All right, you too, fan 100. All right, later. Once again, that's my boy, Bertavelli Kicks, man. All y'all sneakerheads, man. Get at my boy. He always got down to take care of me, man. And he ain't trying to bust heads like everybody. You know, a lot of people be busting heads with them shoes because of the prestigiousness of them. You know, they'll try and put that extra whack, whack tax on them. But uh, he always keep it a bill. I appreciate him stopping through. Looks like we coming to the end here this week. It's been a hell of a motherfucking show. A lot of shit going on. I do want to end off um, talking a little bit about Soldier Boy, man. What the fuck is up with this guy? It's like he got damn losing his mind out here in these streets, man. He went off on Tiger, and, and then he went off just on a tangent, man. I'm going to let y'all hear this real quick before we get up out of here. I'm on fire, nigga. Nigga, I had the biggest comeback of 2018, nigga. Niggas up here talking about Tiger. Tiger! Tiger? Huh? Tiger had the biggest... Man, get the fuck out of here, nigga! I had the biggest comeback, nigga! Niggas thought it was over with for me, nigga! After that Chris Brown shit, after that Migos shit! Y'all tried to count me out, nigga! I ain't forgot about that shit! Y'all niggas think I forgot, nigga! I ain't forgot about none of that shit! So I'm back with a chip on my fucking shoulder, nigga. Boy, that little nigga need a hug. Fuck y'all niggas. I'm back, nigga. I'm my mama, nigga. <laughs> niggas die behind this shit. Y'all niggas up there trolling the fucking rap game, bro. Oh, you heard that snort, Fuck bro. y'all he might be on that new booger rap, sugar. Nigga, bro. But fuck the rap game up, bro. I'm back, nigga. Any nigga got a problem with it, nigga, address that shit with Big Soldier, puss-ass nigga. DM the fucking address, nigga. I'm my mama, nigga. I die behind this shit, bro. Yeah, so that was Soldier Boy going off on the tangent. You heard a snort by halfway through that video, but that nigga probably skied the fuck up. But uh, everybody on social media was saying he was skied up, and he had a goddamn response to that. And I'm finna let you have that right about now. So check it out. It's your boy Soldier Boy. It's your boy Soldier Boy. We live in the building, man. First of all, I want to say. For everybody that's saying like, oh, Soldier Boy look like he on drugs. Soldier Boy look bad. Soldier Boy look like he on crack, he on powder. Bitch, don't play with me like that. I ain't never did crack in my life, bitch. I'm a bitch. I'm a millionaire. I'm worth motherfucking $30 million, nigga. I never did cocaine in my life, nigga. Don't play with me like that. But I just was in a bad car accident two days ago, bitch. I almost lost my life. I hit my fucking face on the fucking di- dashboard of the car, bitch. And my shit swollen, my teeth. I need surgery and shit, nigga. Don't be making fun of my fucking appearance and my fucking looks, nigga. Talking about I look like I'm on drugs. Y'all better suck my fucking dick, you stupid-ass, broke-ass, bitch-ass peons. Y'all got me fucked up, nigga. I'm worth $30 million, nigga. 
Google that shit, bitch. I never did crack in my fucking life, nigga. You got me fucked up. Y'all some pussies for saying that shit. I think this nigga got Tourette's or something, man. They're just getting loud out the motherfucking blue and shit. Man, what the fuck wrong with this nigga? But it's been another week in Star's Atmosphere, man. I appreciate everybody riding with me, man. Tell a friend to tell a friend, man. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you rate and review so we can get that feedback. We trying to get some ads up in this B.I.H. And salute to everybody who been rocking. You want to be a part of it. Email the Stars Atmosphere Podcast at gmail.com. Instagram, Twitter at Stars Atmosphere. And we're going to let them Clemson Natty boys take us out of here. And we're going to go into another song off the One Foot In, One Foot Out project. Hey, a lot of y'all might understand this, but uh, if you want to cut for any of the recruits out there, if you want to come to a program where you got to worry about your coach, I ought to be in the locker room, dancing, come to Death Valley. This is the fruit of our hard work, the belief in the entrepreneurial spirit, the new American dream, a toast. A toast to my family in life until death. What you doing? What?
town, no box man, you changing round. Fuck having to stay in down. You live and you learn. There's money to burn, my pockets to earn. Full of dead guys, where did I get it? That ain't your concern. Store right when he want to. My gang Gucci, big punks fool. All the cap and no press, dude. I'm entree. You lunch food, and your girl know it, her girl know it, but you super saving. So heroic, I'm such a poet. The more a poet, dirty sprite. I had to pull a competition, it's slim when you be you a gym. Double entendre, my nigga, I'm him. Chopper sang you a hymn when the tail. Your limbs, all you see was the tail that was off in the